Hello and welcome to the Making It in Asheville podcast. I'm your host, Tony Upertaccio, and this is episode 100. Holy moly, what a long and lovely ride it's been to get to episode 100. Uh, this episode, we will not have a guest. I am using it to give you a quick update on where we've been for the last, oh, I don't know, six or seven months, um, and what's coming over the next, oh, I don't know, six or seven months. And so without further ado, the biggest news, and if you follow us on Instagram, you might have seen, we had a kid. We had a son. Uh, Nico Upertaccio was born back in September 26th. And uh, we have been parenting for the last uh, rounds to five months at this point. And it's been absolutely lovely. And admittedly, um, just wanted to focus on being a family. I, I, I realize uh, that time is, you know, this incredible gift. And I wanted to spend as much of my time with Sarah and Nico as possible in his early days. And we left, and mostly I left abruptly uh, at the end of last year in part because there was like a not, not a scare. There was a weird ultrasound thing, made me very nervous. And I just focused at that point and just said, all right, um, don't need to close this season. Just need to check in with Sarah, see how things are going and hunker down. And so two months later, we had Nico. Four and a half months later, we're recording episode 100, and I'm very, very excited about what's to come. Um, I keep thinking of, uh, if you've seen Rocky 1, Rocky has a scare, Adrian has the baby, he's in the hospital, she says, win, Rocky, and anyway, he starts training, you know, movie montage thing. I'm feeling like the movie montage right now. I'm very excited about making it in Nashville. Very excited about some of the guests that we have lined up for this season and some of the projects we have, um, I'll say, on the side burner right now that are starting. Um, very exciting stuff. And so, uh, how's Sarah? Where's Sarah? What's going on with Sarah? Sarah's wonderful. She is happy and healthy. So is our son, Nico. Um, Sarah's still helping with making it in Asheville, uh, I'd say as light as ever. She's helping with some of the creative and some of the brand work making things um, continue to look and feel beautiful, but she's mostly focused on um, supporting making it creative and some of our remaining marketing clients, as well as her own business. So uh, during the pandemic, she started a company called QB Cucina and um, has sort of become maybe the internet's de facto place to buy Italian kitchen products and Italian inspired kitchenwares. And so uh, fingers crossed. I'd love to have her on the podcast, tell you a little bit about that story because it's, I've got to see it firsthand as it grows. The QB Cucina shares our office space, which I haven't been in, in, in months. And it's, uh, it's really impressive what's going on over there from my perspective. Um, and I'm inspired as her partner to see her in this new and exciting role and, um, phase. So Sarah is, you know, president, CEO, chief creative officer of QB Cucina. Um, but at Making It Creative, we're still doing uh, a bunch of co copywriting projects at this point, um, some consulting, um, marketing or sales strategy, um, even done some coaching. And so it's slightly different 
our marketing business than it was, let's say, two years ago when we first told you about it. Um, and it's not really, I'd say, a priority. So the, the, the clients that we, we say no a lot, the clients that we take on are really great fits or really exciting projects for us. Um, but we've got to meet a lot of great uh, marketing folk in Asheville. And so if there's any questions that you have or work that you need or projects that you're th thinking about and you would love some help on, um, if not us, we'd love to point you to some folks uh, locally. That would be probably a great fit. Um, outside of the catch-up, I think, you know, about the future of this podcast and the future of the Making It a Nashville community. And um, I've said it before on the podcast, but I really see Making It a Nashville as, as, a, as a media company, right? A podcast is what, we, what we've done and what we do, but I think that um, the deliverable, the thing, the essence is storytelling about Asheville and the people that make, you know, the community here in Asheville. And so we're constantly thinking about ways to tell more stories in different ways. And so obvious, perhaps obvious next step is something like video and telling story through video. And so we've got a couple projects queued up um, in that regard. And then also leaning back into our email. Uh, if you're not on our email list, I would love to, to say make visit makingitinashville.com, join our email list. We're going to really focus on that as a way also to tell more Asheville stories and, um, I guess, support collaboration and support connection in Asheville. Uh, when we think about the future also of Making It in Asheville, we're looking at ways to monetize. So 100 episodes, you know, quick math. Um, across all of the website work and social media and the recording of an episode and the editing of an episode and the scheduling and posting and commenting and community. It's like, th it's hard to say, thousands and thousands of hours of work. And so far we've, you know, we've spent on uh, marketing support, we've spent on production support, and we've made very little revenue uh, over the last almost three years. In May, it'll be three years. And so we're thinking about ways to make this more sustainable um, in the future. And as you might remember, we've done some advertisements. Range Urgent Care was a longtime uh, sponsor of Making It in Nashville, and we're so thankful for them and proud of their growth. If you haven't been paying attention, they're you know, opening up new locations, it seems like, every couple months. Um, we've done special episodes with um, Biltmore Wine, where we interviewed and documented their process and told the story of Biltmore Wines through audio. Was, that was an incredible and fun project. Um, and so we're thinking about more work, but maybe less advertisement in the traditional sense. Like, I don't love ad reads in the middle of podcasts. I skip them. Uh, and so I suspect that you would too. And so trying to find ways um, that feel authentic. I think that the Biltmore Wines example is probably a good example of where we might be able to start monetizing. Other ideas include, um, you know, thematic or stage focused, uh, some sort of like paid mastermind communities where we take a bunch of 
you know, retail brands or e-commerce brands or, um, you know, even fitness, wellness coaches or and create a community specific to that where we try and grow their businesses together. Um, I've done that in the past and I've, I've seen wild success being a part of masterminds. I've um, created my own personal masterminds with friends. I've paid uh, lots of money to join masterminds in the past. Masterminds to me are a very valuable asset for business leaders. The question is whether or not um, this community would want that. Uh, obvious other options are going to be Patreon, where uh, you know it's audience-supported content, audience-paid content. Monetization typically looks like your audience is your asset, and you get money to bother your audience, or your audience is your asset, and your audience pays you to create things of value for them. And so perhaps your audience isn't your asset in that sense. It's um, the value you provide is the asset, and the audience uh, says thank you for it. And so Patreon's one version of that. Um, we've done events in the past, obviously pre-pandemic, potentially this summer, spring, summer, fall. We get to do that again, hopefully, um, at the very least outdoor events throughout the summer that might have some sort of <sighs> revenue tied to that. And so it's not, this has been a passion. It is still a passion uh, turning this into a wildly lucrative endeavor is not and will never be the focus, but those are things that we've been thinking about. And then the last thing, and this isn't so much a thought, this is being executed on as we speak, is we really want to use the platform to, um, I'll say, pump or share, uh, amplify, it's probably the strongest word, stories of nonprofit organizations in our community. And that's not directly necessarily or exclusively going to be as guests on the podcast. But I think that a ad read, if there is going to be one um, from a nonprofit in our community, feels better to me. Get to hear um, about an organization that you might not have. Otherwise, we get to use our platform for good. That's interesting. So we've reached out. um, We've told uh, friends on social media, we've posted uh, even in last episode uh, to say, you know, visit makingitinashville.com. There's a couple different ways you can find, um, you know, I think it's on the connect button and on the bottom of the screen, how to send us a voice memo if you're a nonprofit or, um, you know, non-commercial organization and you want to share your story. Uh, we're taking currently one minute audio clips or less, and we'll slowly start rolling those into podcast episodes. And so that's the where we've been, where we are, where we're headed. Um, wanted to also point to some statistics from the first 100 episodes. And so first episode, oh, I lost the page. Uh, first episode came out May, June, January, February, March, April. So I guess it would have been April of... 2019, uh, 100 episodes ago, it was recorded in our empty apartment in the closet. Maybe episode one was in the kitchen, episode two was in the closet, and then by May of 2019, we were uh, interviewing Asheville-based 
guests. Those guests total 77 out of the 100. We've had uh, over 40,000 total listens. Um, and I considered reading off all of those uh, 77 guests and giving a minute of, here's what I remember, here's what was great, here's what makes them special, but to add what would certainly be more than an hour and 15 minutes to the length of this episode probably isn't the right fit. We try to do uh, season recaps uh, each season. I've tried to go back over the last 10 or 12 episodes and give you a highlight. I'll just say that our website attempts to break those 77 or 100 total episodes into categories that you can um, kind of sort through. And so we break it into top episodes, art and design, food and beverage, nonprofits, wellness, retail. There might be a couple other categories, uh, episodes where it's just us, Sarah and I. Uh, Easy-ish to sort through. All that to say, it's been an incredible three years. I can't get over. I talk about it all the time uh, when friends ask, how are things in Asheville? I say it's, in, it's, it's been for us this incredible journey. We couldn't have imagined that two years of it would be a pandemic, but we still feel so closely connected to a community. And the reason for that is because of this podcast, because you listen uh, to us when we talk alone, when I talk alone, uh, you listen when we have these incredible guests on and you stick around. And so I know we've been gone for what rounds to seven months, but we are back and we are excited, and I cannot wait for summer of spring and summer of 2022 uh, to see you, hopefully in person. If you uh, if you know anyone that should be a guest on the Making It in Asheville podcast, always connect us. Uh, you can do that on the website. You can do that in Instagram DMs. You can do that via email. If you have ideas for what we might do moving forward, ways that we can best use this platform or what makes making it in Asheville special. Always uh, eager to hear what you're thinking, but uh, generally, just thank you. Thank you for making it to the, I, I like to say the cheap seats of this episode. Excited for episode 101 excited for the next 100 episodes and again just thank you until next week be well